Everybody, welcome, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo! I am Adam Todd Brown. Hey, I'm Caitlin Cutt. And we are your hosts. Caitlin, how's it going? God, you know what? Never better. Like what could be wrong, you know? I have nothing wrong. Things things are things are great. We things get- are things are good. Health stats in America are on the rise. Yeah, I haven't been locked out of the studio twice in the past seven days because of COVID. That's great. Yeah. That Did actually think, that actually happened. Think about that as something that might happen to you. Yeah. It it was Kind of dicey as to whether I was going to be able to get back in here and record today. So now I'm thinking of just going back to working from my apartment, which is such (sighs) a dismal proposition. But people can't get COVID under control, then I guess. I'm like 100% positive we're headed towards another lockdown. Yeah, it seems like it. We probably should be. There's definitely a lot of states that should be. I read a really cool stat. Wyoming has something like 160 ICU beds for the whole state. The whole state. That's not a lot. So they should probably chill. Yeah, they might want to lock down. The the group we're talking about today is probably suffering a whole lot as a result of COVID. (sighs) As are... Every other group of live entertainers. We're talking yeah. about a group called Shen Yun. And we tried to look up the proper pronunciation, and there's one on the internet, and it has a one star rating. So we're just winging it and going with Shen Yun. Could be Shen Yun, but. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I've seen the commercials a hundred times, and I want to shoot myself for. It, every time I see the commercial, I, I, I just automatically was like, well, I'm never doing that. And I just <laughs> tune it out. Yeah. I don't know if if everyone in the world has been so aggressively marketed to regarding this event as we have in Southern California, but it's it's a traveling dance sh- Chinese dance show. Right. And it is supposed to be by all accounts marvelous, mesmerizing, exciting. A, to a, me, it looks really boring. Divine uh, cultural experience. It, yeah, it is a divine, allegedly divine cultural experience. And um, if you live in a big-ish city, yeah, yeah, then you've seen these ads, especially. You had to have. Like, there's they do television commercials. Once they come to town, they like. Oh, they take over. They, they carpet bomb with advertising. <laughs> like they they're really aggressive. And (laughs) they put up these billboards, at least in Southern California, they did. And like on the East Coast, pretty much wherever they go, they put up these elaborate billboards that look like like some Cirque du Soleil shit. Like it's a lot of bright colors and more ribbon dancing. Yeah, more flowing robes. Everyone in the picture is Chinese instead of an arrogant asshole. Like with Cirque right. du Soleil pictures. Yeah. And, and nobody's bending unnaturally. Right. It's like, oh, that looks like a dancer, not like somebody who has some kind of cartilage deficiency. Right. Right. Yeah. That person is not breaking any bones right now. No, no. It, it looks like giant Chinese line dancing. A little bit. Yeah. Or like an ad for a live action Disney movie. Yes. Like, yeah. It, it looks like the whole show is the chorus performing in a musical. And like it. Yeah, it's a lot of people dancing. And it, it you, the s- billboards usually have a quote along the lines of a must see or you must some very dramatic one line review of the show. They most recently surfaced in L.A. back in March 2019 when they had a series of L.A. shows planned, uh, which we will talk about. Yep. And. From all outward appearances, at least based on the advertising, the people who show up to these performances are probably doing so expecting to just simply be introduced <laughs> to the magical world of traditional classical Chinese dance. Which and, which I I assumed was in the line of something like river dance, right? You know, I think that's kind of you're thinking, oh, this is this is this is something that's been passed down generation to generation right you know thousands ancient dance 
moves, whatever that means. <laughs> and you're kind of correct. Like that was one of the kind of like for one thing, people do get that when they come yeah, to these shows, sure. but they get a little more, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But one thing I found really interesting researching this classical Chinese dance, like that's a specific thing. And it only dates back to like the fifties because there was this point in the early 20th century where there was this call to, and this is a quote, make use of old forms end quote of oh, no. literature and art as a means of connecting to the masses. And what they basically mean is the communist party was like, how can we use dance to suppress the people? Wow. And that's kind of what they did. They can't, they used like one example, the Chinese communist party in 1943 launched something called the new Yangji movement. That's one we should have looked up, but I think I probably got it right. That's a Chinese folk dance developed <laughs> from a dance known in the Song Dynasty as village music. Young man. Along, exactly, yeah. Oh, sorry, I have that wrong? Well, that's a remake of a traditional Got Chinese it. Got song. Got it. People don't know Got that. It. My bad. And what they did is they simplified that version of the old dance, and they just put, like, socialist elements in it. Like sure. how in the old version, the, lead, the person leading the dance would hold an umbrella, and in the Communist Party version, the person was holding a sickle. Which I think is an improvement, personally. Wow, they they made it way more metal. Yeah, they made it dangerous. I like that. Someone they might slip added a and little, die. Little fuck you element to it. That's kind of made it more rock and roll. And that's actually a a pretty important detail when it comes to <laughs> Shen Yun and their relationship with the Chinese government. This story, okay, I have to say, a while ago, people started to try to tell me that they're a psychotic dancing cult troupe. And I was like, well, the only experience I have with this is like the polyphonic spree, which is definitely a cult. <laughs> that like, is 100% a cult. Yeah. That is a cult. I tweeted uh, once that if your band has more than seven members, you're a cult. Yes. Straight up. You're a cult. You, you're, <laughs> you've, you've formed a, some kind of community. You've right. gone beyond, yeah, like all symphonies, cults. All cults. Earth, Wind, and Fire, definitely a cult. Full-on cult. They yeah. called themselves Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that, that sounds like there's some mystical teachings Just behind going that name. elemental. But anyway, so people are telling me, like, oh, they're, they're, they're a cult, they're a cult. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, like, whatever. I'm not, I, I, I don't have time for this kind of a feeling. And then I looked into it, and I was like, yes, technically, they are cult like like they are cult like but if you which we're going to get into understand where this is coming from i think it would turn anyone into a fanatic <laughs> right and it i understand why if you just bought a ticket to see shen yun <laughs> on a whim which there are one of the articles i read this it was a younger black couple that they interviewed outside one of these shows. And they were like, we normally go to Alvin Ailey shows for Christmas, but we decided to try Shen Yun this year instead. And it's like, holy shit, buckle up. You are in for a different kind they, of Christmas experience. They need to market this to stoners. They do. After, after going through like my research, but mostly your research, I have, I have come around on this and I have decided that, Maybe this is the time once COVID's over, if they're still around, that I try psychedelics because. Oh yeah, I'd love to be on acid and go see this because I should. <laughs> it's we should great. We should. Sorry, I'm very relieved. We should kill the suspense here and tell people what happens. Like we just <laughs> mentioned that there was that communist party version of the dance that incorporates like communist and socialist elements into it. Well, Shen Yun does the exact opposite. And I yep. mean the exact opposite. They don't yep. leave those elements out. Nope. They put anti-communist and anti-socialist elements into their shows. Yeah. So at various points during these performances, mm -hmm. you'll see things like a, a group of communist thugs just showing up to harass people. There's, harass the dance. There's a, a scene where young people are beaten up for meditating outdoors, which, <laughs> yikes. Uh, there's prison guards torturing people in some scenes. And at several points throughout, a dancer runs across the stage carrying a yellow banner that says Falun Gong is good. And we'll explain that in a minute. And then at the end, an MC, apparently usually an older white dude. Sure comes out to very somberly inform the crowd that 
This is a quote. The persecution depicted in the piece you just saw is based on true events that are still taking place in China today. Unfortunately, you cannot see a performance like this in China. So it's not surprising that people buy tickets to this thinking they're going to see classical Chinese dance and then you get beat over the head (laughs) with anti-communist and religious propaganda, basically. It kind of reminds me of, I went to go see uh, Les Miserables last year, and it was when there was a major abortion measure being dealt with in the Supreme Court. And like, this was Hollywood. And it's a viewing of Les Miserables. So we're not talking about like, it it wasn't some evangelical pro-life rally or anything. Right. (laughs) We were there to you know, one day more, like, okay, <laughs> let me cry it out. It'll be great, you know? And right before the curtain came up, all of these activists came in, these pro-choice activists come in, and I still don't remember, I mean, it says a lot. I barely remember what they were doing, but they had covered each other in, in like, chains. They all looked like the ghost from Christmas past. Like, they were all just like... Is Lay Miz an abortion movie? Exactly, no. Oh, okay. Also... Also, like, you, you couldn't get a more progressive sampling of individuals than people that go see live theater in Hollywood, of all places. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we get it. Like, this, we're, we agree. This We're all pretty much pro-choice here in this crowd. Yeah. We're, you know, go Victor Hugo. Like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think uh, a somber message at the after the finale of anything is a good plan. Yeah, it's going to weird people out. Yes, and it's going to make everybody think that that was a cult. And yeah, so it's understandable. <laughs> and it's not it's not the only reason people think that Shen Yun is a cult. No. But we should backtrack just a little because I, I just mentioned a different group, which is Fallen Gung. And I do think I'm nailing that one because I did look I it up. I feel like you're right about that G-O-N-G. One. It's like mm-hmm. among, like M-O uh-huh. among. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you're, you're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. So support you. who the fuck is this now? Fallen yeah, Gung. If you ask China, they are an evil cult. But great. We'll talk about that in a bit. They are part of what the Chinese government calls the five poisons, along with Tibetans, Ouija Muslims, democracy activists, and pro-independence Taiwanese people. Those are the five poisons that the Chinese government sees as the biggest threats to their rule. I guess I'm. if I have to pick a poison... <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin! Come on! bad i'm gonna pick democracy activists what about you which one are you uh is this one that we're siding with or that we're eliminating oh no i'm just assuming that if i'm a poison in china it's gonna i think ultimately i'm defaulting to democracy activists oh i'm a ouija muslim all day got it okay cool (laughs) yeah i mean i guess democracy activists i thought i actually i don't think i really even make the list i've just like sometimes criticized the chinese government I feel like they have bigger fish to fry than me. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I just figure we may as well just pick a team. Yeah. Picking a poison sounded fun for a minute is all. It yeah, just sounded well, neat. The, the five poisons is, that's a great band name. Yeah, we'll, we'll side with democracy activists because there's yeah. going to be the, that's going to be the least amount of weird religious stuff. That's why I there. picked it. Perfect. That's why I picked it. Yeah. So, right off the bat, anything the Chinese government says about these people, you should kind of take with a grain of salt. Just a little bit. Which is important because the Chinese government is where the claim that this group is a cult comes from. Whoops. Uh, the Falun Gong means law wheel practice in sure. Chinese. And sure. it's a set of meditation exercises and texts that preach the virtues of truth, benevolence, and forbearance. Founded in Northeast China in 1992 by a guy Uh-oh. named Lee Hongji. Now, I bet that's another reason people are like, is this a cult? Like, how are yeah. you? How are we found in new religions in 1992? Yeah, that I don't know about seems this. Seems like a, a, a bit much. A little green. It's a little green. Uh, it draws on China's long tradition of Qigong, which is a regimen yeah. of controlled breathing and gentle physical movements. Mm-hmm. I'm on like, board with that. Kind of like Tai Chi, the stuff yeah. you see old people doing in the park. <laughs> But Mm -hmm. it's not Tai Chi. They are different things. 
but yes. they're similar. And what separates Fallen Gung from Qi Gung is that it doesn't just promise physical benefits, Caitlin. Oh. It also offers a path to salvation for its Uh-oh. followers. That's never good. Which, whenever your yoga class promises to get you to heaven, <sighs> you're, you're definitely treading on dangerous ground. That's that for sure. stresses me out. Well, even just like the concept of salvation is weirdly Western. I mean, it's a very, it's not a, I don't know. Yeah. It's, well, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and part of that has to do with China being under communist rule where things, totally. things like those very ideas are sometimes just banned Yeah, or at the very least frowned upon, which is kind of what ha- ends up happening with this group. Their, their goal is to refine their jining or moral character. Same. And that is affected by their ratio of virtue, which is positive energy, to karma, which is negative energy. Virtue is generated through good deeds and suffering, while karma accumulates by doing bad deeds. So you might recognize this so far as every fucking religion on the planet. <laughs> I am so stressed out listening to this. <laughs> but it, it's it's stressful but it's not that i mean it's like it's like a religion that incorporates exercise i don't have a problem with it i just i think from like a theological standpoint this is like the weirdest sample platter of so many different ideas that i and that's why i'm like whoa it's like what i have come to figure out after looking into lots of different cults and lots of different like weird religious offshoots is that I think the idea is that you can pick and choose certain like all the best stuff from all the different religions but I don't think you can escape the baggage of any of them either ultimately no no definitely not and it's it's the same with this group exactly like and this is the proof is in the (laughs) Shenyun Caitlin I'm a good, I'm a good jokester. Ah, you. I know. So the founder of this group, followers call him Master Lee. That's L-I. Never good. He is said to be able to walk through walls and levitate, which. Okay, now we're in full cult. Now we have tipped the scales and we are in cult land officially. We're, we're in cult land, but not really. I mean, we'll get to the intricacies of it, but... When you're saying your teacher can walk through walls, we've got some problems. Okay, then I, I think the I think the difference is, is this a dangerous cult? Because right. I think part of the cult mindset or labeling a group a cult also depends on how they treat their members and True. the level of control they exert over their members, which in this case is... None. Like they do none of that Scientology shit where if you try to leave, they're going to hunt you down. They don't ever have contact with their leader ever. Like through his writings, they do. But he's not like hitting up his followers and having sex club with them or anything like that. Like they're a weird religious group, but they don't have that authoritarian bent that a lot of cults have. I agree. I would say one within the context of where it originated from. I, I feel like there's just not a lot of authoritarian juice left to be pumped in that place. And two, most cults, I mean, all religions started as cults. <laughs> they all did. So it's just time, you yeah, know, I mean, and, and I think and it's it, the difference it, between it being a cult or just a group that you vehemently disagree with yeah i don't even really disagree with these people to be honest with you i don't have the energy to come out well i mean i nice fight with shen yun they seem nice enough yeah i mean i drew a lot if if i was if i was putting money on it my my bet would go on master lee not being able to walk through walls or levitate like but who knows but also who cares and who cares yeah who cares i i think i think i like your analysis of it is it a problem i i I don't know. Because I I always imagine with a cult, I always feel like there's an aspect to it where the person needs to be rescued or to get them out of that situation is going to be very tricky, which is bad because the situation they're in is harming their life. I don't see any of that with this. Like the members. It seems to be their way out. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's it, it, like they're escaping the cult that is the Chinese yes. government. It's very interesting. Which is like, if you love the Chinese government, you're you're, you're in a you're cult. You're in a cult, yeah. And, Same with anywhere. Yeah, and you're in a brutal, oppressive cult. If you fall, if if you side with these motherfuckers, you're just dancing, somebody, baby. You're just yeah. You're just you gotta dance. Somebody hands you a flag. You get to hang. You get to go to Long Beach, great city. This is Chinese Footloose. That's what this is. This is Chinese Footloose. <laughs> Chinese They just want to dance. Just let them dance. They just want to dance. Well, I mean, they want some, they want some other things too. Like they they would like to topple the Chinese government. It seems like, which with dance, like, wouldn't we also like to do that? It seems like I feel like they're welcome here anytime. So all that sounds kind of wacky maybe, but this group gained a huge following in China really fast. And this is a bigger offshoot of the Qigong movement, the the Falun Gong movement kind of springs from that. And they end up getting a huge following in <clears throat> China. Like by the mid 90s, they have millions of followers. So at first, the Chinese government was like, yeah, this is fine. But then Falun Gong comes out of it and they're like a religious version of that. And now the Chinese government's like, no, 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 thank you. We want no part of that. So in 1996, the government banned public sales of Zhuan Falun, the main text of Falun Gong. Shortly thereafter, hundreds of articles start appearing in Chinese media claiming Falun Gong was a cult that drives its followers to commit suicide. Suspicious. Yeah. Like there's, think, n- yeah. there's not really any evidence to back it up. Like there's no reports of their followers being violent. Or doing is anybody showing up with an affidavit? What <laughs> are are people showing up with affidavits proving that people have killed themselves? Yeah, I don't know. There's none of that. None of that. That's so weird because that's the ultimate sign of proof is is angry people with affidavits. Apparently, that's where we're at. So in April 1999, this was probably Fallen Gung's biggest mistake. Okay, they in response to all of this government pressure calling them a cult and accusing them of all this crazy shit 10,000 of their followers protest outside the communist party headquarters in Beijing you, you. and oh man does china not like protesters like we've been seeing that a lot over the past couple of years which ends up playing into this but like if you remember Tiananmen Square that was a a whole thing <laughs> to put it mildly I've heard. Yeah, I've heard some some things happened. The government didn't take kindly to it. The Internet was never the same in China. Nope. So they they staged this protest in the government's like, oh, fuck, no, you're not Mm -hmm. not on our watch. And that's when they really started cracking down on this group. Yeah. The president at the time, Jiang Zemin, vowed to eradicate the group entirely. And they kind of have in mainland China. They even set up an extrajudicial organization called Office 610. That's that was, so scary sounding. It is, that is wildly scary. And it's just the date that the group was all you put need, together, like, which that's... with it not being the United States, I don't know if that means June 10th or October 6th. Honestly, I don't know. Because if it was England, that would probably be October 6th. I know that because they do I feel it like all... the rest of the world works that way. So it probably, <laughs> probably. is October 6th. It's usually how it goes. Uh, And they were a group that was just tasked with suppressing Falun Gong. What a job. Yeah. And the next month, the government declared Falun Gong to be illegal. Within months, thousands of practitioners were rounded up and sent to jail or re-education centers. (sighs) And since that crackdown started, hundreds of thousands of practitioners have been Arrested and detained, researcher Ethan Gutman estimated that at least 15% of the population incarcerated in labor camps for the purpose of re-education is made up of fallen gung practitioners. So that all complicates things a whole lot when it comes to feelings about this group that Shen Yun is promoting. Because now, sure, they're, they got some wacky beliefs, but... They're not really hurting anybody, but the government is brutalizing them. So you can kind of understand why they want to get that word out 
in the midst of their dance routines. <laughs> Sorry, it's not it's not funny. I don't know. I just the irony of this to me is that the, the like the people that go see Shen Yun are like the most bored, like uncultured people. Like it's the most boring thing you could choose to do really with your afternoon on in Los Angeles. And I don't just based on what the people I know that went that weren't expecting what they got. It wasn't, I, I don't think that they're, I don't think what these poor people have been through is being properly signaled. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> like no. it's the bummer. The bummer is that like, it's not working. Like unless somebody like you and I sit down and decide to really <laughs> talk about this, it, it's just going to freak people out. Yeah. I don't think I would go into this blindly and, come out of it angry at the Chinese government. Right. You know what? That's a succinct way of of putting what I'm trying to say. At least not any more angry at the Chinese government than I already am. It's a brutal government. The needle hasn't moved. But after looking into it more, then yes. Now I want to go. Because one of the things this puts me in in this, the, the same mind of is uh, the Ouija Muslims, which we mentioned earlier as part of yes. the five poisons. Yeah. Like what's happening to them in China is horrific. They were, I think at one point they had 1.5 million people in these re-education camps, which they call voluntary vocational training is what China calls <laughs> these camps. And they're basically programming the Muslim out of <clears throat> people in China, which is a form of genocide. Like genocide doesn't always involve death. Sometimes you don't have to No, I, anytime you're eradicating a cultural norm, if you can even call it that a practice, cultural practice. Yeah. I mean, they're eradicating a culture entirely. So now that kind of puts Falun Gong and Shen Yun kind of in the class with them. Just, just smash cut to us like three years from now, sitting in Shen Yun, just weeping. (laughs) Exactly. So, <laughs> now we know too much to go yeah, watch this. Yeah. You know what we need to do is is we need to stand outside the theater ahead of the people standing outside the door, the concessions and be like, listen. We're Shenyan ambassadors. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, look, I want to prepare you for this. <laughs> you know, it's like what you do before you introduce people to your parents. Like, look, or they're be- a little weird. Or before you go through a really intense haunted house, and they're like, "All right, you gotta sign this. You gotta sign this jokey joke waiver, but also we're gonna grab you from behind. We're definitely gonna try to grab your boobs, <laughs> but it's all for good scares. No, I'm I'm serious. Like I feel like there needs to be a pre-study session before people go into Shenyun now because. I, you know, I had pitched the article to Adam, like, yeah, because people think it's a cult. And understandably, he's like, it's complicated. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I was so happy because we're on the same page. It's like, yeah, I would be in this too. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like, I guess I dance. Like, if I lived in China, I'd probably trend more toward being a part of this group than the anything Chinese Communist Party. Like, that's a brutal regime. Like, I don't, I don't want to align with that. That's the wrong side of history. So it's real. It's I guess I'm learning some 1950s classical Chinese dance. It's like such a dark alternate, like both alternatives seem pretty terrible to me. Like, (laughs) I don't want to dance. You know what? Maybe I just won't live in China. (laughs) Hey, we solved it. I solved it. Problem solved. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's especially sad about this group is they were making all these complaints about how the government was treating them and people were like just kind of ignoring it. And at one point they were like, hey, not only are we being mistreated, but they're harvesting our organs. And people were like, all right, shut up, weirdos. China wouldn't do that. And I think we know now China 
does that. Like, it's been documented and it probably was happening to them too. But when they first started making those claims, public opinion turned against them and people kind of started believing the cult stuff. (sighs) So that's what Shen Yun is about. They knew they needed to like boost their PR and kind of remove that evil paranoid cult stigma. And nothing does that better than large people synchronized dancing. (laughs) I mean, it's, it beats like Hari Krishna's walking through the airport handing out literature. Like you're just going to try and avoid them. Like this is kind of a bait and switch. Sure. But at least it's, you get some high quality dancing with it. It's like, it's like when you go on one of those vacations where they're trying to sell you a timeshare. Like that's what this is. It is the timeshare of theater experiences. Like you're going to, yeah. you're going to see some world-class classical Chinese dancing, but also we're going to try and sell you on why you should hate the Chinese government. And here's Which, the thing I'm buying. <laughs> okay. But what's really funny about this is like, I think the other thing that's interesting is it's not that hard to get an American to be like, yeah, they're <laughs> Chinese government's pretty scary. Like, Yeah. I, I, I feel like I would come out of it being like, Oh, that's what the dancing was all. At? You could have just handed me a flyer. Like I'm, <laughs> I would have given you the money. You need money. me to sign a petition or something? Like, is I'm on this, board, buddy. Is this money saving people? For, <laughs> what are we doing with it? Are you shipping it out of China? Like, So they founded Shenyun in 2006 as a dance troupe meant to spread the Falun Gong message. The name Shenyun translates to beauty of divine beings dancing, which a little on the nose, but it's fine. Yeah. That should have been their how, group name. I don't know how in the metaphor... Chinese people are honestly uh-huh. so definitely you are being bombarded with religious messaging it is you... a giant propaganda play yeah absolutely but that doesn't mean it's not pretty uh, it just seems deeply boring oh 100 percent. yeah I would like, I this is not the kind of thing I would go to by myself I guess <laughs> Well, now you and I are going to go together. Yeah, I mean, I would have to, like, I'll go see movies by myself. I'll go to a concert by myself if it's a band I really like. No, this, I wouldn't, someone would have to, like, I'd have to, like, have free tickets. I mean, before I knew about all the anti-communism scares in the middle. Now I'd probably pay to go. One adult man ticket for Shen Yun, please. Do they have kids tickets? I bet they do. Yeah. I mean, some of the articles talk about kids. You know what? This would be like the perfect thing for a field trip. This is like this. If you were a kid and you'd be like, this is going to take all day because it's a whole thing to get a bunch of kids on a bus and get them off the bus and get them to sit down. And then like, like when you're in field trip mode, you'll watch anything. You will sit sit and do anything other than be in school. And here's the thing. Your teachers, when you're in grade school, seem like superhumans, but in hindsight, they're just people. And sometimes they make bad field trip decisions. Like we went to a farm every year when I was a a kid for school and not one year did we not see cows fucking like every time the whole group would just stop and stare at a couple of cows boning. And you know they didn't intend for us to see that, but what are you going to do? We're at a farm. So, like, if you're a teacher, you probably think, oh. "Oh, Divine culture. Oh, this would be a a cool cultural thing. Let's take the kids to see this. And then the the fucking commies show up beating the shit out of protesters. (laughs) And these kids are like, this is the coolest field trip I've ever been on. Ever. Shen Yun would, (laughs) would be it. Yeah. It would be the best field trip of all time. It's the that is that's what this does is it really does satisfy the perfect cross section of a field trip feeling. And you want to get people early, like that's how the Nazis did it. <laughs> like I mean, which I, I should mention, I believe is another uh, kind of unfortunate side note about Fallen Gung. If I'm not mistaken, huge swastika on their flag. But like the the Nazis co-opted that. I hate this conversation so much. Like what can you do? But also for a group founded in 1992, I think by that point we had a pretty good handle. Yeah, we should have not. Yeah. But I I guarantee this is this is them basically being like, we're taking it back. It's like, I don't think you can. I don't think you can at this point. (laughs) I think that one's gone now. It's like the rainbows. The gay people took the rainbows. Yeah, it's like when Johnny Cash 
covered that Nine Inch Nails song. It's like that's Johnny yeah. Cash's song now. Sorry. Forever yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Hurt he, is a Johnny Cash yeah. song. He owns it. Sorry, Trent. You have enough hits. You'll yeah. be fine. You'll be okay. This is a quote from a guy named Clayton Dube, who is the right. director of the China Institute at USC, which is the University of Southern California for people who don't live in LA. Uh, this is a quote. They're trying to bring in people, not so much to become practitioners, but to become sympathetic to the fact that this group is suppressed and frequently oppressed in China. And he makes a good comparison. They're kind of like the Mormon tabernacle choir. Yeah, that's which, exactly what it is. That's yeah. just Mormons spreading their message through song or any gospel choir that might yeah. tour. Fucking Kirk Franklin. He was like a pop star in the 90s. I don't think the issue is that yeah, I don't think you have to explain to Americans that that there are religious institutions that spread their philosophies through art and music. It's just that I don't think anybody going to see Shen Yun knows that that's what this is. <laughs> yeah. That's the issue. It's it's not it's not that it's what it is. It's that, that there is no pre- preparation for your brain. So and also it's none of it's 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 exotic, but you know, you're being led to believe that this is this ancient thing and it's like 60 years old. <laughs> well, that's kind of like Mormonism too. I like, know. I like know. A lot of their not, key shit happened in like but, the 1940s. It's like that is, didn't happen. Is that if I go see a performance by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, there's a part of me that's calibrated for the experience. True. People going into Shen Yun are not being calibrated in that way. They just think they're seeing Asian river dance, basically. I I don't understand the reluctance to do that because this is the United States and we love a good anti-communist bit of entertainment. Because it took you 20 minutes to even get to be able to succinctly explain what this was in protest to to begin with. That's true. This is not a simple message. None of it is is rooted in American history or even Judeo-Christian beliefs at all. So, you know, I also think that if if a lot of people in America, if a lot of people in America knew that this is technically connected to a more recent spiritual practice, people definitely wouldn't go. Oh, no. So So, I I don't think there's any way for them to get around that, really. Like at some point. Nobody researches anything, Adam. (laughs) They're fine. Like. I'm That's fine true. with them being shocked. I just think it's funny. That's all. That's like all I have to say about it. I ha- I don't care that my my in-laws were bamboozled into seeing a giant <laughs> anti-communist propaganda dancing play. Like I think that's great. That that brings that brings me joy. Yeah, I mean that part of it, that's my favorite part. Like the fact <laughs> that that so happens. Funny. Like yeah, that this is like, just happening to unsuspecting Americans all across the country. Put yeah. it right in my veins. It would be like, it would be like it would be like if 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 some other place in the world went to go see like uh, Main Street USA Americana regalia performance and they walk in and it's just hours and hours of presidential speeches throughout history like that's that's what America that's what we would be yeah. that's what this is yeah. like it's really funny and so and I'm here for it. So actually, you know what it would have to be is it would be American presidential speeches sung as a barbershop quartet. <laughs> That's what it would be. <laughs> I would be angry if I walked into that in any context. <laughs> we know one person who'd be thrilled. Shout out to you, Chet Wild. <laughs> so <laughs> That's such a funny concept to me. <laughs> The slaves are free. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, well, yeah, now. Finish the song. I'll, I'll decide then. <laughs> Two years later. <laughs> so the Chinese government hates Shen Yun also, which you would expect. They're an offshoot of... Weird. Yeah, Fallen Gung. So this is a statement from the Chinese embassy website. They say Shen Yun is helping Fallen Gung to, quote, preach cult messages spread anti-China propaganda, increase its own influence, and raise funds, which... If if they just cut out that whole anti-China propaganda, then all of that messaging would actually work in America. Right. Whoops. Yeah, it's... it's, Which I'm surprised they're not... Like, why not just leave that out? 
But they have, because you're going to go into it and see all this anti-China stuff. And like, they have to be like, oh, also everything they say about us is not real. It's like, eh. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to doubt that their leader can walk through walls, but I believe what they're telling me about you, China. So there's an example of, from recent history of just how unfairly treated Fallen Gung is within China. Great. In 2014, members of a different religious sect called Almighty God Uh murdered a woman at a McDonald's in China. I don't know why when you say certain things I laugh that I shouldn't be laughing at. (laughs) I mean, what a place to die. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Literally, that would be my last thought. Like, really? And then I would die. This is the last thing I see. The last (laughs) thing. McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now I'm going to have to haunt this McDonald's. Yeah. So anyway, very tragic. They killed this woman at McDonald's in China. Awful. And in response to that, the government released a list of the 11 most active cults in China. Because if there's one way to put down wanton violence in your country, it's with a fucking listicle. So of 11, a list of 11. They should have called it more than 10 (laughs) most active cults in China. It's a callback, everybody. And what was weird about this list is Fallen Gung, a group with no history of violence, no terrorist activities to their credit, was on top of that list. They were number one ahead of the group that just murdered a woman at a McDonald's and another group called three grades of servants, which they should top the list just for that name. Like it, are those like Swedish death metal immigrants who have moved to China? I I think that this speaks to one of the things that's always fascinated with me about China is how afraid of ideas they are. Like they, they do understand the power of ideas. They, they do. They more than violence, more than anything else, they understand the power of influential thought. And I find it so interesting that this group of sprites essentially <laughs> so aggressively campaigned against in China. Like, it's so bizarre. Well, I think what makes them more dangerous than a group like Almighty God or Three Grades of Servants, who I should mention uh, have been blamed for 20 murders between them just like in the past few years. What makes Falun Gong more dangerous to the Chinese government is that they're not doing any of that shit. So they're not out there doing things to make themselves look bad. Like they're just... They're just pushing their message and busting a beautiful dance move to the temporary delight of thousands of Americans. Thousands of senior citizen Americans. But like if you were if you were fighting in World War II and you go you go see this on your senior home field trip, they're gonna get to the anti-communist part and you're gonna be like, hell yeah! Like that, that's not going to alienate old people. It's just going mean, to be look, us young bucks who are going to be like, what is this? I voted grandma, for a communist last year. My grandma is mesmerized by anybody that can walk across a room on unassisted right now. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Like I could, I could see my taking my mom to this. Exactly. Like that's, but that's what's so funny about it. Like, there are so many people like you and me that are like, all right, mom, I'll take you to this play. Like, we have some. I mean, something, actually. Something we can both do together. And then it's this. That's it's like the, a giant South Park episode. Like, this would actually be one of, like, if you had people visiting from out of town. <laughs> and you're like, you ever heard of Shen Yun? And they're like, no, what, what is that? And you're like, we got to go. I'm not going to spoil it for you. And then they're like halfway in, bored as shit. And you're just like, wait for it. Wait for it. Here comes Karl Marx's face on a giant tsunami wave, which is a thing that actually happens at one point during the performance. We're going to get really high. And we're going to go to Shen Yun. Don't worry. I've timed the edibles for this. <laughs> Just eat this now. It's my fifth time seeing this. I go every Just Friday. You and me, like our <laughs> eyes are like bloodshot. We're like, no, trust me. Well, now we have to do this. <laughs> oh, I'm 100% going. Yeah. Once they're back in town. Oh 
my god and here's the thing the the chinese government when they started cracking down on this group we as a as a world we're not familiar with the Streisand effect yet, which if people don't know what that is in the early days of the internet, someone posted a picture of Barbara Streisand's house online and she was so angry. She filed a lawsuit over it and the attention that was uh, garnered from that lawsuit led to this picture being spread all over the internet. Like you can still go, you can Google it right now and that picture will still come up. And we've since come to call that the Streisand effect where you want something to not be publicly known. So you make a huge deal of people not knowing. And then they're just like, Oh, well I want to know about that now. Yep. And that's what happened with Falun Gong. They have mostly been eradicated in mainland China, but they now own two media outlets. If you've ever heard of the Epoch Times, which I've come across. I mean, they're kind of a pro-Trump site. Uh, Yes, they are. But And then also the new Tang Dynasty TV. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, new Tang. Yeah, the Epoch Times I have some issues with, but yeah. Well, that's... Someone left a comment on the Unpops Patreon okay. about on an episode about the election and their in-laws are Asian American and they voted for Trump. And the reason they voted for Trump is they perceive him as being very tough on China, which is the same reason a lot of Cubans in Miami and Venezuelans in Miami voted for Trump because They see him as being tough on Cuba or tough on Venezuela, and they've fled these regimes. Yeah. So anyone who is like you, you want to not understand, but you kind of have to understand. I totally get it. Like if you're, if you've fled that and now this guy is representing America and he's perceived as the enemy of what you fled, of course you're going to fucking vote for him. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but the, their, their paper and TV channels are also very vehemently anti-China, which that's kind of the the point I was getting at is China went so hard at shutting this group down. (laughs) They just made their exposure so much huger. And so now they maintain all these ties to pro-democracy groups in Hong Kong and Taiwan. I also, I thought this was interesting. The Fulan Gong also developed a software that was partly funded by the U.S. government called Freegate, which is one of the most popular tools for circumventing internet censorship in China. Crazy. So maybe he metaphorically can float through walls. Whoa. I said it. That I'm not high enough for this, Caitlin. <laughs> Which you know is a lie. Of course I am. I, I mean, I was not going to out you, but yeah. I mean, of course I am. <clears throat> so, so putting it out there. So that that brings us back. I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but I have in the notes here: Are they a cult? And I think they're not. Like they have some. I think they're clearly a political group. Like that's not the same thing. Yeah, they're dissidents. And yeah. if you're in a country like China, your dissidents are probably going to be religious groups. Like that's how it happens in. Like, even in the Middle East, like, a lot of the conflicts, those are both Muslim groups that are fighting, but they're just different sects. I also am not going to necessarily hold it. I think I even said this earlier. I'm not going to hold it against someone for becoming super into a religion that's saving you from the perils of a government like China. Like, I get it. I Even if I don't agree with it, even if it's causing problems, which these people aren't, I get it. Like, I, I, I understand. Like, I know enough to say I don't know what that's like. So I just <laughs> I just think it's funny that people go see this thing and they have no idea what this is. Yeah. I, Karl Marx on a wave is so good. I, I love that this is how they've chosen to spread. Because what so else do they sweet. got? Like, they're not going to start a band. Like, I'm not going to listen to a no fallen gum band like i don't want to i'm not trying to hear your christian rock but if you trick me with some shit like this and the dance moves are crisp i'll listen it's fine i can't wait to go with to this with you now i feel like i feel like we're gonna have like the best day of our lives it is it is going to be amazing we're gonna have to get seats way in the back so we don't completely (laughs) fuck everybody up so we don't become the fallen gung's first act of violence in public. Yeah, people people are going to show up and put black bags over our heads and drag us out. <laughs> There's actually a book about not just 
Fallen Gung, but China in general, called Wild Grass, Three Portraits of a Change in Modern China. And in that book, writer Ian Johnson says that the cult label that was put on Fallen Gung was meant to cloak the government's crackdown with the legitimacy of the West's anti-cult movement, which that does sound about right to me. Smart. (laughs) Because for one thing, this group is so active in the United States now. So a message like, oh, they're a cult, that's going to resonate with us because we just have to see someone doing religious stuff that's different from our religious stuff. And most of the time we'll be like, that's a cult. Can you believe? Can you believe they believe what they do instead of believing the thing about the rock and three days later and all the, all the normal stuff? Like every every religious origin story is fucking nuts. (laughs) It's so good. There's not a single one that's just like, I don't know, man. We were just here one day. One of us found a book. One of us invented a book and the other one found it. So this is another quote from that book. Its members marry outside the group, have outside friends, hold normal jobs, do not live isolated from society, do not believe that the world's end is imminent, and do not give significant amounts of money to the organization. So they're not a cult. That's not a cult. Yeah, they are a religious group. They're a dissident group and they just want to dance, baby. I think it's the multiple. There's just something about a lot of people doing something in unison that's pretty culty to me. Oh, yeah. They're culty. You know what this is like? It's like Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox seems like a murderer. And she's really annoying and she's awful, but she didn't kill that girl. Right. This group seems like a cult. They wear matching outfits. Uh, they they have a belief in a man who can float through walls, but it's not a cult. So that's where we're at, it sounds like. Yeah, they're just weird. There's a bunch of weirdos. So yeah. weirdos out there trying to dance. I'd much rather hang out with any of them than Amanda Knox. And about that organ harvesting thing, like it turns out that was probably true a few years ago a campaign yeah. group called international coalition to end transplant abuse in china that needs an acronym yeah oh yeah ket at ket at we need an, now we need another acronym <laughs> for the acronym they we need s- to get something else They set up something called the China Tribunal, which was tasked with examining the just the notion that China was engaging in organ harvesting with political dissidents. It was a seven member panel made up of various experts and lawyers. They found that Falun Gong prisoners were, quote, probably the principal source of organs for forced harvesting. Shen Yun even has a dance about it. See, that's the that's the other thing. That's the other thing. I like how I'm pointing at you. Yeah, <laughs> Adam is What's pointing at me Caitlin? over the internet. I have not disagreed with you once this whole episode. That's the other thing that kind of gives this group a weird image. They're that they're that religious group that stands on the corner and shows you pictures of aborted fetuses. Yes. Except in this case, they put on public demonstrations of the Chinese government harvesting organs from people, and they're very gory. And they do like a Braveheart play. Kinda like cool. there's there's pictures of them. We'll we'll link to all these articles and there's pictures of some of these demonstrations and they do them in like Hong Kong and Taiwan where I just I feel like I've done enough learning about cults and and weird beliefs at this point to kind of get to a rule of five and my rule of five is like if one person is saying something crazy that's one person if three people are saying something crazy that's interesting. If five people are all saying that the government is is harvesting organs of people that they know, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's an issue. And like even if you don't trust that source, I mean, given the the name of the group, they're probably going to be not the most objective in their research, but like we'll link to a Washington Post article where they confirmed that the Chinese government was engaging in organ harvesting, but they're I'd like wait. we think oh. they stopped now. Harvesting organs from one person is bad enough. Yes. So that's where I, that's where my line is. I don't know about everybody else, but if they did it one time, that's really bad and scary. Well, remember that exhibit that used to go, I mean, you can, it still goes around. It's this creeps me out so much. The human yeah. bodies thing where it's sliced. Yeah. So you can see the end, like there are lots and lots of rumors that those are political dissidents who were killed to create that exhibit. Mm. Not, not, not good. Cause that's, I, 
It's a good place I to went, get cadavers if you're killing dissidents. I saw it, Body Works, right? Something like that, yeah. I saw that in Seattle like 12 years ago, and I had a panic attack. Like, I was so weirded out by everybody just like disassociating from the fact that these used to be people. Yeah. Like, I could, it was weird. I could handle the catacombs because it was like clearly there was shit was fucked back then. There were plagues, they piled bodies. These were skeletons. I was I was fascinated, but there was something about the body works thing where it was like the eyes were still intact. There's it was too much tissue left. Because <laughs> like, like even if those were people who before they died were like, yeah, give my body to science, they're gonna end up in that display and be like, hey, this isn't science. People are buying <laughs> tickets to this. It's definitely not science. This is a traveling road show. I am part of a corpse circus and this is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's the kind of shit China gets into. So, yeah, yeah, I think Shen Yun is very much misunderstood. And I think calling them a cult is unfair. And I don't know. I feel like Karl Marx's face on a tidal wave. You could see Seems- a lot worse when you show up to a classical dance performance. That is worth the price of admission, in my opinion. I hope the lights get crazy. I hope the music gets ominous. I hope they play the Phantom of the Opera theme. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's Carl. So, like I said, I, I side uh, with them not being a cult. But in either case, here, here's a just a complete sidebar question. Because Shen Yun was formed in upstate New York which uh, it gave me a thought. Why are so many groups like this launched in upstate New York? That's where Nexium is from. There's a money. group called Word of Life Church. It's money. There are a lot of like, like real money people living in upstate New York. And also New York itself has really, really protective uh, record request laws, like super, super, super protected. Uh-huh. So if you, if you get sued, it's... It's just, it's really tough. You need to have like a a lawyer who's connected to the victim sign a thing. Like it's crazy. So it's, it's twofold. I mean, anytime that you have a city where, you know, a lot of elected officials and wealthy people live, usually the state itself is going to have some really complex records request systems. So that's kind of why. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have something to do with the area too. Because that is where, I mean, when pilgrims came here, they were fleeing religious persecution and that's where they ended up. And like Casadega, Florida, which I've talked about a bunch, it's the biggest community of mediums and psychics in the United States. Oh my God, can we go live there? Oh, it's boring. I've been there. It's a really boring kind of a scam. Like the woman I talked to was a scammer. But that group or that town in Florida was founded by a guy from upstate New York who initially started a big group of mediums and psychics in Casadega, New York. And then he took all that shit down south to Florida and formed it there. So the area has a background like that also, or a background. I mean, it's, it's hard to start anything with a lot of money. So basically like I don't know what the laws of starting like a nonprofit are there or like a religious affiliation organization. Yeah. I would assume this sounds pretty, it's not that hard to do. Do it on legal zoom probably. Right. So, you know, if it's hard to trace donor records, it's, you know, maybe that's what it all is. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I know upstate New York fucking sucks. I can tell you that I lived there for six months. Most racist place I have ever lived. And I lived in South Dakota for 10 years. So swish that around in your head. Racist place I've ever lived is Orange County. Well, yeah. (laughs) Which seems to be the most racist place in the world right now. Yeah. And uh, when I lived in upstate New York, the part of upstate New York I was in, also Orange County. Shut up. There is, there was a TV show called Orange County Choppers. And I did not know until I moved to upstate New York that that was in upstate New York. That's not even in oh, California. Genius. genius. Yeah, it's in, I used to drive by the fucking factory all the time. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, leave Shen Yun alone. Get your parents okay. a gift certificate to go see Shen Yun when live yeah. performances are a thing again. 
Yeah. Go with Adam them. and I are going to go and get really high. We'll make, we'll make a whole outing of it. Oh yes. I cannot wait. Uh, speaking of things we can't wait for yep. next week's bone con episode. Oh my God. Here's how, here's how programming one of the nation's premier paranormal podcasts works. <laughs> you do an episode about something like this and then you go, well, what kind of bonus content can we, can we add to this? Yep. And so you go to Hulu and you search Ghost Adventures China. Great. And you cross your fingers. Yep. Guess and it what? it worked out. <laughs> Next week, we're covering an episode of Ghost Adventures about the Chinese town of Locke. And I know you're probably thinking like I was, holy shit, Ghost Adventures did an episode in China? No, idiots. No. It's in California. Chinese town of Locke is in California. Try to keep up. It also features one of the most blindly racist people I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I am shocked that they gave her even the slight platform that they did. It's it was an anthropological precedent set, in my opinion. Like these people need to be captured on film so people can believe <laughs> how weird racism is. So I don't I don't want to like oversell it. Because I can't, I don't think. No, no, we can't. But I cannot wait to talk about that lady. Because it is the most, like, conflicted person I've seen on a reality show in a long time. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So we're going to talk about that on oh, next week's wait. episode. And uh, until then, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? I am on Twitter at Bossy Matilda or on Instagram at Caitlin Rose Cut. That's oh, it. keep leaving us voicemails at uh, Anchor. Yeah, they're, they're stacking up. Anchor.fm slash pretty scary. And we will uh, answer them on an episode soon. I can't wait. And uh, I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm doing the next Unpops uh, Zoom comedy show, which is oh, the good. second Friday in December. Be the first time I've done comedy in, I think, this year. Like, I don't think I did any oh, shows prior to COVID. So, wow. Come, come see me stumble through 10 to 15 minutes of new jokes for. Yeah. I, I want to work up my nerve to do it, but I'm terrified. I mean, like I have to. The last few have been very fun. We've done three so far. I'm sure it's been fun. I just don't want to be the thing that makes it not fun. No, <laughs> no, I don't think you have to worry about that. And I think that's it. Let's get yeah. out of here. Let's go. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh, my God.